This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Much like Jack Fritz was worried he was going to die if he had to run another extra mile added to his already insane total is his nine that turns into 10. Uh, I was worried I was going to have to completely destroy my voice with the yo tonight. So Jack, I, I feel your pain. I feel like it's basically the same thing. Yeah, I don't think it is at all. Honestly. Oh, it's I, totally I really, the same. I, I mean, come on. You running a bunch of miles and me having to do the yo and live up to that and strain my voice and, and really go for it. Same thing. Yeah, no. Uh, I think it was an appropriate yo. You know, I mean, like. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they took two or three. They had a nine game winning streak. You know, honestly, the biggest yo should have been for I Hope's Night, Ring the Bell Night, you know, which we'll get to. By the way, presented by Miller Lite, this podcast presented by Miller Lite, official partner of the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll tell you more about uh, Miller Lite later, but. Um, yeah, I think they deserved a strong yo, but obviously, you know, you got to save the special yo's for the special times, which makes me, I, I just got to jump right into it. We're going to dive into a bunch of stuff. I just told Jack before we started, I have way too many notes considering the last time we spoke was Thursday, but real quickly, before we dive into I hope's night, before we dive into the games, all that stuff, my question is, cause it, you know. Thank God for you. You know, I, we never want the Phillies yep. to lose, but you, you in a lot of ways needed them to lose today. <laughs> and by the way, how about them lo- ending their nine game winning streak just in absolute spectacular fashion? Like if they were going to lose, they just, they lost wholeheartedly. Uh, but the question is, is this like a thing now? Like if they're good, was this just something to get them going to start it? Or like, you know, if we have another eight gamer, another seven gamer, another whatever, is this just a a thing you you've kind of locked yourself into for the rest of the season? That's I think what everyone wants to know. Rest of my season, I I I think this is the rest of my life, pal. I think I think this is I think this is the beginning of of one of those runs. Oh, um, buddy. Yeah, like I honestly, you know, shout out to the Phils. They didn't leave any doubt today that I was not going to run. Oh yeah, um, you weren't they, sweating they, out at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of not sweating, there seems to be a lot of comments about me not sweating. <laughs> I love that, by the way. During my, I know, and it's like, it's like I, I like tell anything you. that plays into. Did he really run eight miles? Did he really run nine miles? I support any conspiracy theories, anything anyone wants to do. I'm, I'm always down to hear that stuff. Yeah, now it's fun, all funny games, but I really did <laughs> run it. Like, like I mean, uh, I took screenshots of my of my long time, uh, the the times I was out there. I physically did it. You complained uh, to me about your knee like eight hundred times on High Hopes Night. Well, I didn't know how to break the ice any other way than telling people that my knee hurt. <laughs> and now, added with my left knee hurting, I think my right knee now hurts worse. So, seems like we're trending in the right direction. But no, like. I legitimately think that, you know, the next time the Phils win seven in a row, I'll run seven miles, same kind of thing, um, until I kind of figure out the next, uh, the next iteration of Run Fritz Run. Love this um, so much, buddy. This I just is... don't know how much, how much further can Run Fritz Run go, like doing a 26-mile marathon. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> again, I feel like like you need to build up to those type of things. I feel like it's incredibly dangerous for you to just increase a mile every day. I feel like what you did was not necessarily the smartest way to run. So I feel like the higher you get up in number, probably the more not smart it is for your body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I will say this is that I should next time, like I, I, I anticipate my, my daily running to be increasing more and more sure. so that I should sure. be more ready for it. Uh, but yes, I would say that. I, so all I'm hearing there, and I, and I love it with every fiber of my being, is you issuing a challenge to the Phillies and saying, make me run. Like that was all I heard in that whole thing you just said. It was a big like uh, um, uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street where he's like, "I'm not bleeping leaving." Yeah, is that is that basically yeah. what you you think I'm doing right now? You're like, "Listen, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be there to run." Love and it. frankly, I like doing it until today. Um, today was really the the, the full on <laughs> breaking point. Um, I like got past eight miles. And I was like, I was like, "Are you bleeping kidding me? I got another mile after this." Um, so today was the one where I was like, "I can't do it," because like. I was, both my knees hurt before I even started running, and then I ran on it, and it was like, it's over. Um, so uh, there was definitely a big par- part of me that was, you know, rooting for the D back today. I don't, I didn't think. It, <laughs> I'm, I'm happier, man, enough to admit it. Well, I dude, I it. went to full. I went to like full disclosure to the the high hopes listeners. Like, again, we we never lie to them. Um, and I feel like I should just address this head on because it's a massive scandal. Uh, with the podcast, um, I mean, some people are calling you a fraud, not me. Some people, <laughs> yeah. I'm just so, saying I, it's out there. No, I, and I totally understand. It's a massive scandal. <laughs> the, the people that the people that listen to this podcast think I'm a. I well, they know that I'm a disease Phillies fan. Like yeah. they're all I think about. Like me and Dabrowski both think about the Phillies every day on our runs. But um, I bet against the Phillies. No, I bet on the Phillies so that they would lose. I tweeted positively about the Phillies. Yeah. Like I, I pulled yeah. out. Every single trick in the book yep, yep. To, to ensure that the Phillies would lose today. I was wondering what that, the wow, I gotta tell you, it feels like a win today tweet was all about. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will say, this is kind of weird. The one, the one this morning where our, because I, I legitimately do feel this way, James. Like no, I, not the one where you're running during the game. Yeah, I know the one where you were running after your run or whatever. That was another one, but still. Great. No, well, yeah, no, the one during the game. Well, first off, I actually did think they were going to win the game, and then they ended up like being outscored, uh, like I don't know, eight to nothing after that. So it, it completely backfired, did not age well. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I legitimately watching the Phillies over this run, it's so weird expecting them to win. Like I, you and I, and and I'm sure a lot of our listeners like just have impending doom all the time all when the it comes time. To, to watching our team. It was so weird during the nine game stretch, just be like, I think they're going to win. And like, I have confidence that Andrew Bellotti is going to come into a game with the bases loaded for Jerry Familia and he's going to get out of it. You know, it was like, it was a, a wild experience this last nine game winning streak. Um, and James season's back on pal. Oh buddy. Is it ever? And I, I do appreciate them winning just enough games so that when they finally lost one, they were still at 500. Like, good job, buddy. Like, well done, team, to to keep us at 500. Now we can start another streak. As the schedule should get easier, you know, the Marlins, you know, we know. Um, I want to get to some baseball in a sec, but in, you know, true pod form fashion, 
Uh, I like that we start with you running. And then clearly the second most important thing that happened since we last recorded, not the two out of three Phillies wins, but high hopes night at the ballpark. Shout out to Miller Lite. We had the best time in the uh, Miller Lite literally landing there. It's really a great place to watch the game and hang out. Like if you're going to the game with like people you haven't seen in a while and people you want to kind of talk to or whatever, it's a sweet place. And uh, we had a blast, met so many people. Met a couple kids, Felix and Theo. Shout out to you guys, big listeners of the pod, like super, super disease baseball fans at a young age. Yeah, yep. Like Theo was was coming up with his own stats, and and I, the one we talked about, I want to put it out there because it could be a trade secret, but it was a really clever idea. I thought it was a you know a good idea, and uh, it was cool to see. I'm sure you agree with me, Jack. Like seeing these young kids who were just like so into baseball, like we were when we were young, because. You know, we talk so much about the baseball's dying and all that. So it was cool. And we had the best time. So many awesome people, people we've seen before, new people we met. Um, you know, mostly almost all listeners. I hope there were definitely some some WIP fans and stuff there too. But um, it was awesome, man. I had the, like, it was every time we get to go out and, and meet the people who love the thing that we love most that we get to do, the thing that, you know, we you know, is like a, it's a joy, you know, we do it for free. We do it. If no one listened, it's just us talking baseball, two friends talking baseball. And for us to get to go out and meet so many people who relate to what we do and, and, and know the inside jokes and wear the, I hope shirts and we're going to get more shirts. I promise. Um, I don't know, Jack, it was awesome. It was, uh, it was the best time I've had all season and they won yeah. and they won for once on I have night. Yeah, you, I mean, last year was it fifteen to three? Fifteen four, I think maybe it was. Something many like that, people right? like to remind us uh, yeah. why we're, while we're there. So, um, yeah, it's always one of those things when we meet a bunch of people uh, that listen to the pod and and just kind of appreciate the work we do. It's just like I don't know. It, it's the greatest thing in the world. Um, and it's humbling. That, yeah, and the the kids that came up to us, it was so funny because I was like. Am I talking to fifteen and thirteen year olds? Like I feel like I was talking to like they 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 knew all the intricacies of the podcast. They knew like 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 they had like a really high level of media literacy for as yeah. young of it. I was like, oh my god, this next generation is like like they're they're just insane. Like they you know that they they just have a way higher. Uh, I guess like they're just way more plugged in from a young age than I guess that all of us were. I guess you you and I are still like in the same kind of tier when it comes to we weren't as plugged in. As no, the you're ju- you're just an old man in that way. Like your generation was way more plugged in. Like I, well, come, we were, but when I was growing I up, from, like I come from a generation where <laughs> I remember typed on typewriters, flop, floppy disks, and no one having cell phones and. You know, the internet, oh, what's this thing? AOL, that's cool. Like, that's that's what I come from, man. Like, Encyclopedias? Yeah, like Seinfeld, you know, that when there's no cell phones anywhere. And, you know, that's my era, man. So I definitely, I, I a little different. But both of us are equally, I think, not super technology-driven or technology-savvy. You're obviously better on social media and stuff. but But, like, neither of us are, like... You know, like people, a lot of people your age are, are can do anything with technology. Um, so yeah, we're definitely. Oh yeah, no. My mom growing up was like, well, you know, I read that your generation is just as good as the computer technologists. So like, 
can't you figure out our computer issues? I'm like, no. You know, like, I, I, like I'm sorry, I'm not. Mom, a, I'm just yeah. looking at baseball box scores. All right. Yeah, I'm just grinding over here. I'm just, um, I'm just watching film of some single A prospect who could be the next most important thing in my life. It's just like so disrespectful for you to say that when Andrew Panner literally. Oh, I, it in- was definitely a tease. I will just get there because in my notes, my voluminous notes, as I said, like Jeffrey Lurie said, I actually have on here. Like, how do you feel about being dead wrong about Andrew Painter and and and, you know, acknowledging that you were dead wrong? How high up on your list has he risen in terms of most important people in your life? Because it's got to be well, pretty high. I would just like to clarify. Um, <laughs> I believe I believe the tier that I put Andrew Painter in was the <laughs> would not be a fan of, but would 100% talk myself into <laughs> tier. Um, and what's 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 smart about my execution in this situation, yeah, James? You protected is, yourself. Yeah. Is as I protected myself. Uh, on the podcast, but on Twitter, I'm not sure everyone really realized what I said on the podcast. So not on Twitter. No one's a bigger Andrew Painter fan <laughs> than than me. Um, but yes, he is like, uh, I, I, it's weird. Like I still, I love McAble and I think McAble, I can't wait for his debut and all that stuff. But uh, like, I, I think Andrew Painter is almost in a different class, which is insane. Cause I thought, I thought McAble was the guy. Um, and I still think he's gonna be a really good pitcher, but I like the, the problem with Mick Gable is that, um, like he doesn't have great command of his stuff. Like the stuff's really good, like on paper, um, and good rising fastball and all that stuff. Like I think, I think his fastball as it plays is, is a better pitch, but Painter can just command four pitches. Like it's almost nothing and effortlessly throws a hundred miles an hour. Like it's just, it's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be his best. And like now you have the, the, the Lakewood, uh, starting rotation, of the new baby aces and these guys actually think are good oh, you know buddy. mick oh, abel buddy. andrew painter griff griff mcgarry oh, oh my god oh. i mean it's we're, we're turning uh, ben brown uh griff mcgarry uh by the way i finally found my 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 correct comp for him james are you are you ready for it uh it's all i'm waiting for buddy i mean i'm so. glad that we're starting the podcast we haven't even well that's about- what I'm, I'm saying we haven't even gotten to the actual yes. philadelphia yes. phillies players yet but we're talking well, griff mcgarry so this is as a <laughs> about as on brand we talked about ourselves you and then us for the first 15 minutes or 12 went met 13 minutes and then we talked about prospects this might be the most on brand beginning to ohio's podcast we've ever had so griff mcgarry's comp officially <laughs> is spencer strider of the brace that's my my oh, wow that'd comp. be great i would yeah. love spencer strider and good. i need them to start moving up faster so he can, he can join this bullpen as soon as possible and then transition back into being a starter. But nevertheless, James, um, high hopes tonight was awesome. We will have another one in August. I don't know if we've completely locked down the date yet, um, but uh, it's always fun seeing the people that have been at high hopes stuff before, seeing them again. It's like seeing old friends. And then um, whenever we see new people, it's always special. Shout out to Matt. Who flew out from Georgia? Yes, dude, that was unbelievable, <laughs> and it was cool. He got to see his family. They live in Connecticut now, and ended up getting like an extra week at home because of it. He was coming up anyway the next week, so it was pretty cool. It was a cool story to hear. Yeah, that's what high hopes does, man. Yeah. It brings people together. It's super and cool. Enjoys occasions all while drinking Miller Lite. Yeah, Lisa and Michael, like we got mother mother son combos coming to hang out. 
um, fathers and sons. I mean, we signed baseballs for a trophy case, which <laughs> yeah, was like yeah. the most insane. My man uh, tweeted at us like, move over Mickey Mantle. Here come Jack Fritz and James Seltzer. And I'm like, that might be the most ridiculous sentence anyone has ever said to me in my life. Like it's so- like How to devalue your, exactly. your baseball card Any piece of, of, of uh, whatever you hand us and we sign it, it's, it's automatically worth less. Um, so yeah, it was really, uh, to your point, it was, it was really just humbling and super cool. And, um, uh, we really appreciate it. And we'll have more nights, um, other events too coming up and shout out to Miller Lite for being able to make all this happen. Miller Lights for Phil's wins has been phenomenal. People getting involved, like way more than I expected. Like we talked about last time, it has been great. So, uh, so keep it coming. We love Miller Lite. Celebrate responsibly. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Miller Lite later um, as uh, they made all of it happen. So it's super cool. We had a great time. All right. Let's actually talk Phillies because, you know, we probably should. They, you know, they did win nine straight. And uh, even though today was just a, a disaster, um, should we start with, with the bad of today and then get to good stuff in general? Or, or do you want to start good? I always like to start good, James. Look at you, buddy. All right. Uh, I thought Friday a really impressive win, you know, a game where they were up and then kind of felt like it was slipping away, blew it, and then Reese hits the homer and, and gives him the lead. You know, I think Reese uh, didn't have a great day today, but had the two homers in that game. Uh, homer the game before has kind of been hitting the ball to the opposite field a little bit. Let's start there. Do you think uh, Reese is – potentially about to go on a tear. What are you seeing? Oh, what's he batting? Like heading into today, I think he was four Oh nine in the last week. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's gotta be one of those things where one of the guys that we have trusted for a while, they will go cold and it's on guys like Hoskins and guys like Castellanos to kind of step up and, and, and figure it out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is the kind of player that Reese is, uh, has been in his career. Um, I think he's been actually worse than I thought he was going to be uh, heading into this year. Because what made the beginning of Reese's um, year so frustrating was that I thought last year he finally got to a point where I thought he was going to be consistent, and and he was doing a really good job of of thinking uh, center, right center, and I felt like he was finally putting it all together again, really for the first time since 2017. Um, you know, I know last year he had the, like the 0 for 34 streak in there, but if you took that out, I mean, his stats were, were really good, really consistent. And, and I thought that heading into this year, we'd see the real Reese, but seems like he's back to doing the whole bad three weeks, good for two weeks, bad, bad, good, bad, like roller coaster season. And I guess that's just kind of the player he is. So it seems like he's heading into one of those good restreets, uh, good restretches and, you know, I, I just think that I, I've said this, I don't know, a million times this podcast, but the beauty of this lineup was always that you would have those guys get cold and other guys would heat up and there's enough talent one through nine that it should be able to sustain you for long periods of success. And, um, you know, for if, if JT cools down, Schwab's cools down, there's Hoskins. So I feel good about Hoskins right now. Um, and I think it's funny. It's like, with Reese, I feel like the moment that everyone's out on Reese, it's like, oh, here's a stretch where I'm going to hit seven homers in, in, totally. in 12 Trade games. Reese. Oh, now yep. I'm going to – yep, yep, yep. Yep, that's what it does. That's what he does. So uh, I'm in on Reese. I think the hot streak's about to be here. 
And we know that much like Schwarz, much like uh, Harper, that when Reese gets hot, he he can carry this team for a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. And I like that's the beautiful thing. And I might have said this last pod too, but with Harper, where it just feels like he might never not be hot this season. Like everyone else will fluctuate, and you know, obviously June Schwarber is a beautiful thing, and we expect that to continue. But you know, Schwarber will have his down games again. Hopefully, Castellanos gets hot, obviously, and. You know, Ree's getting hot. You know, that like we were talking about before, where other guys can kind of cool off and go back and forth. But I mean, Bryce, I, you know, I didn't check. You know, I think it's probably lower because he didn't do much today. But you know, when I looked up early in the game and it's, he says he's batting 322, I'm just like, holy bleep, he's batting 322? This dude is batting 322 and like tied dude, I for did third the in the league thing. in homers. Like, right? I, I did the same thing. I was at I was at uh, my dad's brewery and I just like turned around and I looked at his stats real quick and I was like, he's batting 322. <laughs> <laughs> you know? know dude, I, I was know. like, we're, like know. we're witnessing, we're witnessing like, some special, special all-time Philly stuff with with Bryce. Yeah, three twenty-two while being third in the league in homers or fourth or whatever it is. You know, it's um, it really is special. And um, let's get to someone else who I think is kind of started to really heat up. And you know, homered again at I Hope's night. Thank you for helping getting us uh, us victory. Played a role, um, and just seems to be settling in. You know, obviously we'll cross the DD Gene. Bryson Stott bridge whenever, you know, we, we come to it down the road. But, um, you know, there's a while before that happens. What do you think about Stotty? You know, is he is he kind of settling into someone we can trust to, you know, be an everyday player this season? Because I think just because I think that a lot of people and, you know, we didn't, but a lot of people early on this season would, would say there was absolutely no chance that could happen. Well, it's honestly – it's one of those like thank God that he's that he's that he's doing this because um, I just didn't want to deal with another Phillies prospect that came up and was I know. not good. Um, and honestly, it's honestly a a good kind of reminder that these guys are young. They're they're gonna come up. They're gonna struggle for a little bit. I think it was maybe like three weeks ago. I think I said like about how you know Bobby Witt was starting to get going. Julio Rodriguez was starting to get going after they were just as brutal as Bryson was for the first, um, you know, uh, portion of the season, they got going and it's like, all right, well now it's kind of Bryson's turn. You know, those guys are higher pedigree, I guess, prospects than, than Bryson, but I always trusted that he was going to hit. And, um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating what happens when, when, when Gene comes back and I, it's going to be interesting because if Bohm keeps struggling with how he's doing, I mean, the opening day lineup was Stott at third base, yep. Didi at short, yep. and and Segura at, at at second. So I think that's what they could do. I mean, I mean, Boom. I guess he's been okay. It's just the, it's just it's still annoying that he won't pull the ball in the air and drive it out of the ball ballpark. It's still a lot of slap hits. So if Bryson keeps going, I mean, you can't take that bat out of the lineup. So he definitely looks like a guy that is that is kind of settling down, figuring out his role. Um, you know, just having having him in the nine hole or eight hole um, with with Schwarber and the rest of the lineup about to turn over it, with him there, that's just a massive win. Like the fact that Bryson Stott, uh, a top thirty prospect, can be their eight eight ish nine hole hitter at this point is is awesome. So what what really plagued him early in the season was fastballs up, like like power up. He he just couldn't catch up and he couldn't do damage with it. I think he's done a much better job with that. It looks like he's starting to feel the strike zone out more. 
um, which is what made him such a, a, a good minor league player. And some of the stuff that we saw in spring training was like he had a great ability to just spit on pitches if, if they're not where he thinks he can do damage on it. And it just really looks like the game's kind of slowing down for him, um, which, is, which is massive. Um, you're starting to see some pop. Um, and he just looks way more comfortably. He seems like he's developed a bit of a two-strike approach. He looks just like Bryce when he does it. You know, it's, there's no stride. It's just lean back and, and let your hands do the talking. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Bryson's definitely settled into a role. And if it comes down to uh, Segura comes back, he obviously has to play. Stadi at third, Didi at short, and, and um, Segura at second. And it's actually been fascinating, like, DD looks really good, you know? Yeah, Didi, I mean, that like play this... made today before the game got away, that running backwards over his shoulder catch was, like, one of the best defensive plays I feel like I've seen him make in his entire time here. Yeah, and and he's been – even the night before, he was really good defensively. Yep. He made a couple and of he's plays. Hitting, and he's hitting really well, too. He's going on the opposite field, which is a Working at bats here and there. Oh, Didi. Yeah, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Contract year, you know? I know. Hey. One hey. more year? Shut up. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, and look, to, to the point you were making, I mean, what a shocker that a young kid who's never played at the major league level might take time to adjust to the major league level, like 99% of prospects. Uh, look, he's going to struggle again more. You know, it's not going to be smooth all the way, but I do think he's yeah. starting to figure it out. And and honestly, I, I hope that I hope that Mickey can kind of follow the same uh, path here. I mean, three strikeouts today. Um, seems like he's definitely struggling with spin, but um, you know, he obviously showed out in spring training, and you hope that he can kind of figure that out. But with with the way that Bryson was struggling, I mean, if you told me even a week ago, or more, I guess more than a week ago at this point. Because obviously last Sunday was the uh, the walk off. So if you told me a week and a half ago that Bryson, we'd be talk, having this conversation about Bryson, I would have said you were crazy because he didn't look like he was ready for the major league level. And um, a week and a half later, now we're talking about he's figured it all out. So it's 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 interesting for such a long season that baseball is, it can change very very quickly. Also, the Phillies were eight games under 500, and, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and now they're, they're – well, they were one over. Now they're back to 500. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of pressure of, oh, well, Odubo's playing really well, so play him center field. But I think, I think they're, they're doing the right plan right now and making sure Mickey does get at bats while um, also giving Odubo his, his fair shot as well. Yeah, especially because Mickey's doing the right things everywhere else. You know, he's making the right decisions as a fielder. He's, you know, throwing to the right base, you know, cutoff and and not making stupid, you know, all the simple stuff that I know that that sounds stupid, you know, tagging up in, in good situations, like taking third in the, the other night. Like, I mean, I know that's dumb, but that is stuff that Odubel has struggled with. I mean, let's be honest. So, um, you know, for a young player, you know, you can still point to some positives and stuff too. All right, uh, let's flip it over to the, the pitching side of things and, and obviously get to a little bit more negative. Not much to say about Zach Wheeler other than, you know, he's one of the five best pitchers in baseball probably and uh, is is awesome. Um, here's what I'll say to you, Jack, because I know it kills you um, because um, anyone who's ever listened to this podcast or met you and talked Phillies with you knows that, you know, you're not the biggest Kyle Gibson fan, um, but... If the playoffs started today and it was Wheeler, Nola, Eflin, boom, like 
I'm starting Kyle Gibson over Ranger Suarez, and it's not even a question, Jack. Like, I have way more confidence right now when Kyle Gibson takes the hill than when Ranger Suarez takes the hill. What do you say? Uh, it's uh, it's very disappointing. Um, <laughs> it's I guess the I'll truth. Say, it's so sad. I guess I'll say I don't really have much confidence in either. Um, yeah, I'm know. not. I'm not implying I think Kyle Gibson's a freaking you know rocket Gibraltar or anything, but you know he's been solid and Ranger's yeah. It's not. just like he's the same. Honestly, him and Ranger are kind of the same pitcher. Like Ranger's last start, he did go seven innings and and was was pretty good. It's just like my 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 frustration with Kyle Gibson and I agree with you like on the surface like if you just if you just showed me the stats and you you showed me the stuff I'd be like okay that's a good fourth fifth starter it the thing that frustrates me with Gibson is that it feels like when runners get on base he panics and it just seems like it always snowballs it, it always like it can never just be like a normal get out of it and and keep it moving it has to like drain on so that's my frustration with Gibby but yeah I mean um it's hard to argue um with that at this point and I guess I just I guess I just don't know what to do with Ranger doesn't obviously doesn't look well as good that, as Jack that was literally going to be my next question is obviously look they don't have anyone to throw into the rotation right now you know we're excited about the the Lakewood guys but I mean it's high a we're talking about high a they're not ready to pitch in the majors um, you know, they don't really have that. That's kind of thing we talked about coming into the season. One of our concerns was the depth with the rotations. The rotation has been great on the whole. It's been the biggest strengths of the team, including the, the lineup over the, the whole of the season. Um, but you know, Rangers been tough and they don't have that depth to say, Hey, let's try him in the bullpen where he was a freaking stud last year, and we have one guy who anyone trusts in there in the pen. Like, what do you think about the idea of Ranger going back to the pen if they can find a way to acquire another starter or if Bailey Falter comes up and turns out to be able to give you a five or six decent? Like, where do you stand on that? Well, I guess it comes down to this. Would you rather trade... Like what? What's a smarter move for this team? A Montas trade, uh, or you know, one of the trades for the controllable relievers that are actually good—the Alex Langs, Bednars. Um, like which? I guess which do you value more? And I would pretty much always say I, I value starters more, even though I definitely want them to legitimately invest in in um, bullpen options um, this year. Like I. I <laughs> Speaking of that, real quick, I'll get back to the other thing. Like, I, I, I have no interest in going after, like, an Ian Kennedy this year. You know what I mean? Like, like go get me a real... Same. 100% yeah, like, same. Like, no. No, 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 no. No. Nope. Go get me a real guy. Nope. Um, like, don't trade for friggin' Alex Colom or something, all right? Yes. Can I just... Uh, I'm just going to... I'm just going to put it out there, and this is this is strictly guessing... But can I can I make a prediction right now on this podcast? Thirty-one yeah, minutes. Yeah, I mean, of, of course. What June twelfth? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I was like, no, Jack, keep it to yourself. Nobody wants to hear it. That's part part of the bit. Yeah, but it's um, true. You're right. The Phillies before the trade deadline will trade for Martin Perez. If I could Ooh, just, I love Martin Perez. 
Yeah, it's like I. He's love been him really too. good in Texas. Well, like, very good. Last start where he completely blew up and screwed my fantasy team. But yeah, I'm I'm fantasy too. But he's and been I just a great pick for him too. Oh, I picked him up off the wire, so he's been great for me. But that's probably why I have more fondness towards him because I give up nothing to get him, and he's been awesome for me. Yeah. Anyway, he just seems like a classic. He's having a really good year on like a mm-hmm. one year contract. He's a Ranger, so I just anticipate Dombrowski doing business down there. So that's my my early prediction on who will be affiliated. Martin Perez. So if that happens, credit. Credit. Me. But credit. But uh the Ranger thing's interesting. You know, I don't think like putting him in the bullpen just fixes everything. You know, I know he was good there last year, but like his mechanics are off, and it's and it's it's interesting because last year everything felt so easy to him, and it just his his outings this year have just been slogging along. So um, I I don't I don't hate the idea of putting Falter in if if it continues this way because I do believe in Billy Falter and I think he can be a good pitcher and I think he can go on a run here and, and help this team. So um, I, I would give it a little bit more time, you know, because Ranger. Did just go seven innings his last start. And he's been weird. It's like two good starts, one blow up, two good, one blow up. So it's not like been a total disaster season. It's just so tough because we saw a 1-5 ERA last year. Easy seven innings. It felt like every time he started. Um, really good changeup off his fastball. It feels like um, the big adjustment on Ranger this year has not been cha- uh, not been chasing that fastball. But, you know, or chasing that changeup away. But the the... Big problem for me with Ranger is that the fastball location is just off. I mean, this is what we talked about with Nola for for two and a half years, where it was like, I don't care what the the strikeout numbers are, I don't care about any of that stuff. His fastball commands off, and that's why we're not seeing the results that we thought we would see. So um, he's got to kind of figure that out. I keep thinking that he's getting off plane. I keep thinking he keeps falling off too hard to the third base side, and if he can just get more focused on finishing towards JT and throwing to JT, I just think that would help him the most. But, um, yeah, it, it's frustrating, especially because you anticipated heading into this year, Ranger kind of being your number two. You know, that's how we were with Aaron Nola, that Aaron Nola was going to be the number three or four because Ranger was that good last year. I mean, Bill James had him in his top ten of uh, starting pitchers heading into this year. So um, it's something they definitely need to get back on track. I just, I just don't see it. You know, I, I haven't honestly. I've never gotten too high on Ranger this year because it just, it's never felt easy. Yeah, I think it's a really good way to put it. It's never felt easy. You know, it always feels like he's laboring. It always feels like it's a struggle. And look, he's one of those guys where you know his his stuff just isn't good enough for him to not have that pinpoint command. You know, that's the only way it's going to work. He's not going to be able to compensate for for a lack of that with just you know filthy unhittable stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely something to watch and something that's concerning because he's been, you know, nerve wracking. Um, or not much to talk about in the bullpen, you know, the Knabel injury, we'll see where that goes. Um, you know, fingers crossed. So like, I don't think anyone wants him to be a closer. We've talked about that on this pod, but also, um, they need him. <laughs> they don't have good pitchers out there and he's at least decent. Um, all right. I have a couple other, uh, random things, but we'll do that after the take bag. So take bag in a sec, but, um, Again, uh, one more thank you to Miller Lite for the uh, Miller Lite Liberty Landing Night at, at the ballpark. We had such a great time, and there will be more of them. Um, but also check out the Miller Lite Bar of the Week. as uh, It's a great one, actually. It's Milk Boy in Philly 11th and Chestnut. Um, it is a awesome place. I've been there a few times. It's a, a 
music venue um and uh and just a really fun place right in the heart of the city so um they uh have some sweet miller life uh deals as well uh enjoy three dollar miller light dress for all phillies games which is awesome and aside from phillies games again they have music an impressive lineup of local and nationally recognized musicians um also um this is awesome we have a 50 dollar gift card from milk boy to give hey from milk boy to give away uh to a lucky listener pod listeners can i take uh, it can i take it or no honestly i thought about can i get it and the answer is (laughs) Is no, Jack. Neither of us. No, can. Milk Boy is a cool place. No, I'm it, actually. That's super what I'm saying. Jealous. I know. I Milk Boy's awesome. It's really cool. I really like Milk Boy. Um, so, uh, pod listener can win. Go to 94wip.com and click on the contest page to register. All right, Fritzy. Uh, Miller Light, by the way. It's Miller time. All right, uh, Fritzy. It's Miller time to get to the take bag. <laughs> yes. Um, dude, it's funny. Uh, so, so Friday night. Uh, Jill and I went out to dinner for the first couple of innings of the game and we sat down and I think, I think as my butt hit the seat, Schwarber, uh, went yard. Um, and like this guy, like <laughs> the table away, got the notification same, t- same time I did. And it was just, it was one of those pure bliss moments where it's Love like, it. wow. Did you lock it, eyes? Yeah, hundred percent. We Love locked it. eyes. And Love we, we it. Shared a moment. Um, so yeah, it's just like it feels like the city. There's nothing. There's nothing funnier to me um, when the city goes from zero interest in the baseball team to oh, we're back to yeah. 08 days. Oh yeah, buddy. Oh, it's so quick. It's so good and good. It should be because you know the Phillies deserve to have not had people pay attention for a while because they have been bad and they deserve to, to not have people invested in them. But when they're good, you know, we should be there because they're super fun. And, and, you know, I know it's a rare occurrence, but well, yeah, but you know, what's um, interesting about it is that it's interesting because the last couple of years they've been in first place deep into the season, but no one totally, I mean, they were, they were in first in August in 2018. The Rees left field team was in first in 2018 in August. It's unbelievable. Anyway, what's next for it? Um, I'm not worried, I guess, but man, like I just need Cassianos to, I know to, dude, he's breaking is, my heart. He's breaking really my heart. Is. I mean, it must crush your soul. I don't even want to talk about it, dude. I don't yeah. even want to talk about it. Every pot. I don't even bring it up. I, I purposefully, I purposefully don't talk about it because it it hurts. Like, what is going on? Is it Ben Simmons's house? Like, what's the deal? Like, I'm not a big, uh, you know, I'm not a big, you know, I believe in, you know, some, I, I don't necessarily believe in superstition, but I definitely, you know, do You're some a superstitions. Stitious. I'm a, exactly, I'm not exactly superstitious. I'm a little stitious. That's perfect. But like, what a, what's going on with this dude, man? It's crazy. Well, especially since they gave up a second round pick to sign him, you know, uh, especially that is around the, the most the, important part. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. Like we could, we could be getting Caden Wallace in the second round. We could be getting Peyton Graham in the second round. We could be getting uh, Ian Ritchie Jr. in the second round. But we had to sign this guy and he can't even hit anymore. Um, so and, I'm just kidding. Mostly, but it really does kill my soul that we don't have a second round pick. Like, there's so many studs in the second round the Phillies could take. Because, like, what sucks, James, is that every guy that I wanted at 17 is now flying up draft boards. 
it's like it's just so tough having the eye for 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 prospects. Oh, um, must be. You know, you, know you you feel that too though. Like, oh, you're like, oh, I get my God. it, dude. I get it. I know it. Here's the thing: you just gotta trust that Brian Barber will pluck out the gems in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, so that it won't matter. Think about it that way, Jack. I'll try, but I was really starting to get excited about like Caden Wallace in the second round and 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 Peyton Graham and. Oh, trust me, I know you were, buddy. I yeah. Were. So, listen, I can't wait. I'll listen, you 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 tell me the time, and we will get really deep into draft conversation. Okay, I think could are we having a draft party? Yeah, I'll let you know, buddy. I'll let I you know. I think we should be having a draft party this year. Hey, we, hey, if, if if. Uh... If you want to take the reins on that and make that happen, I may or may not show up. Nah, you'll be there, pal. <laughs> anyway, your guy, Cassianos, who cost me a second-round pick. It's tough, man. It's a tough Really scene, needs right? to get going. Tough scene. What's next? I feel like you're, you're, you're rushing me. I this. am. I absolutely am. I, I can't die. <laughs> I hate it. It kills me. It kills me. <laughs> Just Thank remember. God, I will say, I have Schwarber on my fantasy team, so at least I've, you know gotten some joy out of that as well though the first two months of hanging on to him were tough hey tough times don't last tough, tough people, people do. do yes you're right jack good anyway stuff. so i'm moving on from you being dead wrong like about said, Nick Cassianos. what is next <laughs> do you know next like that means after that one, the next one okay okay time to lock in yeah. Because this is this is maybe the most important. Should point. I start doing my after wake up soon bit? Is it are we at that point of the podcast yet? Because you know it is late on a Sunday night and I have to work tomorrow. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Wow, I didn't I didn't take you for a Sunday scaries guy. Um, oh, buddy. Um, not okay. A, not about going to work. About waking up. That's it. Ah, you know what you do. Ah. You, you know, let me tell you. This is what you do. You just get up. It's wild. You just sit up and you get oh, out of bed. Thanks, you go buddy. That life. is some, some really deep, deep, <laughs> and you deep, go. insightful, thoughtful help. Thank you. You go, you go run nine miles yes. and everything's okay. Nah. Did, did I say what's next yet? Well, I'm trying to get there. Because if talking. I didn't, what's next? You keep talking. I'm trying to get there. Anyway, um, what I'm about to say is probably the most important thing that we've said on this podcast tonight and it's it's maybe i don't want to put too much pressure on tomorrow night oh my god but how jesus how how this team bounces back tomorrow is the single most important thing of the entire season (laughs) i actually i actually do a point agree with you i think you're getting slightly overbought but i i agree i think i think tomorrow is massive like you can't just go off and because then people are gonna be like oh same old phillies you gotta come out some like I don't I know it's Sandy Alcantara I know it's that I got it I know it, um but you you just I need to see it I need I can't one loss is fine it was always gonna happen they gotta bounce back tomorrow night night and not let this kind of avalanche uh you know they gotta they gotta figure it out so um especially I'm, against I'm, the Marlins who you know for most teams. They would look forward to it, but we all know that facing the Marlins is like facing the 27 Yankees. So, you know, playing the Marlins tomorrow and, and, you know, bouncing back and getting a win would, I really think, help allay a lot of fear. Wow, allay a lot of fear. That's pretty good. You like that? You You like that? Um, Let me ask you something. This is the last thing I have in the take bag. Good, good. Like, what? What do you think Girardi's reaction was oh, when they were winning buddy. nine straight? Oh, like, what buddy. do you honestly think he was doing? 
I think he was saying, I think he is saying, wow, they bleeping hated me. They hated playing for me that I just, what I did, this is if he's being real with himself. You never know what people lie themselves, but if he's being real, he's saying like, what I did there clearly wasn't working. And I'm sure there's part of him that's rationalizing it, saying like, oh, it's partially luck. This team should be better than we were playing, you know, blah, blah, blah. This happened, that happened, whatever. I'm sure he's finding ways to rationalize it because it's hard for people to just say, yeah, I failed. But a big part of him has to be saying, wow, like this is hard to argue with right here. Yeah, I think there's definitely, there has to be a little bit of, of doubt that creeps in like, Wow, was I really the problem? Um, and given how much fun they were having, I mean, they call themselves the Phillies Daycare, the young, the, the young players. I know it's so team. great. Um, but yeah, I just feel like he definitely was sitting there saying, "I told him the bats were going to turn it around." You know what I mean? Like he said that maybe a million times. Like I told him the, the bats were going to get going. So um, it was wild. Uh, even the Saturday night, I know they they won for nothing. Um, but it felt like if Girardi made any of those decisions, they backfire. But the fact that it was Tom's that made those decisions, it was like, ah, it's going to work out and everything's going to be okay. Um, did not work out today, but it's a, uh, well, nothing worked out today to be fair. No, no, but it's just a minor, it's a minor roadblock in a major comeback. So, um, oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. All right. Before we get to top five, couple quick hitters, I want to throw at you. Um, one, do you think people will be as mad tomorrow at Rob Thompson for pitching a position player as they were at Gabe Kapler? Yes or no? No. No. I didn't think so. Stubbsy. He did hit 88 on the gun, which was uh, He was one of the inspiring. best pitchers of the, the – he was one of the best uh, outings oh, he's of the, the only, day. He was the only Phil's reliever that didn't walk a batter today. Yeah. Um, all right. I would like to apologize to everyone for taking us 45 minutes into this podcast to address second base veerling Jack in the building for it. No less your thoughts. Uh, I loved it. I, I, it was, it was one of those things that I feel like smart teams do. Um, and it makes me think, you know, I think Rob Thompson, um, has his own feel, but I do think that he is kind of listening to the analytics department more. I think he's listening to everything involved, um, you know, advanced scouts. And I just like the idea of, okay, we have a lefty on the mound. This is kind of an interesting kind of wrinkle in the lineup in the middle of June, semi dog days ish of, of the summer. Let's little, let's put a little spark in there. Let's put Veerling at second base. And, um, like second base is one of those positions where, I mean, Turning two is, is definitely the biggest thing that they would have to deal with. Um, but you've seen a, a good amount of teams in the past um, put bad defenders there. I, I always think about the Brewers when they put Moose there for uh, their big run, I think, in 2019. Um, but it, it's something that smart teams have done in the past. So, yeah, if you have a lefty on the mound and you want to get Veerling in there and you know you want to keep Odubel slash Moniak in center field, you know they, they might have figured something out there. It was... It was a cool, super nerdy baseball moment for, I feel like, a lot of people out there. All right, top five it up. All right. Um, so what I have tonight is the top thing, top five things I am currently most thankful for in Philly's land. Um, I Love guess it. it's Thanksgiving in June, okay? Uh, number five is June Very Schwarber. creative. Very creative of you. Are you? Is that sarcastic? Though? Yeah, a bit of a mail-in one, but go ahead. 
Well, I don't really have anything else. Like I, I had like <laughs> little game. ideas, but not. I like, forgive big you, buddy. Ideas. It's been a long weekend. You did a lot of running. You probably need to go to bed as much as I do. Anyway, the fifth thing I'm most thankful for is June Schwarber, because uh, it is even today he hit two balls. Oh, they were, were both uh, like look like and both again that thing where he kind of like almost goes to his knee. It's unbelievable <laughs> to watch, man. It is. Uh, four is a foolish CBP. I mean, this weekend was really cool. A lot of people there today. Saturday was, was electric. And I thought Friday night was really cool. Uh, like when Schwarber hit the home run, um, it felt like he was hitting into a sea of red and it just seems like the city's more in on this team than the years past, even though, uh, years past, um, the records may have been better at this point. I think people believe in this team more and I think they're going to go nuts if this team continues to, uh, to progress here. And that's why that's why tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening to this podcast, is is simply put the, the most important game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is Bryce Harper, who I think has yes. to be on all of these lists. Yeah, he should probably just be one, but I I, I get it. Yes. Um again, just uh now he's just flicking balls to left field. Um, you know, he's not striking out. I feel like well he struck out today, but I feel like his strikeout rate is just plummeted and like we are, we are witnessing a special Phillies career, and I don't, I don't want to take that for granted. Um, I think we're talking actually at high hopes tonight. Like we're about to see his 300th home run of the season, and there's a realistic shot. I mean, realistic, more than realistic, I would say, and and I can't wait for it. But we're gonna see Bryce's 500th home run yeah, in buddy. a Phillies uniform. Like that is special, man. Like that is a special thing and we're going to see Bryce's 500th in a Phillies home run or a Phillies uniform it'll be the first one that we have seen since Schmitty um and I think for a lot of my generation and and yours as well because you weren't really old enough I mean I thought you were in high school when Schmidt hit his 500th <laughs> but you said that you didn't know <laughs> you didn't remember it um like it's gonna be it's gonna be a really cool moment and I already can't wait like I always think one of HK's most underrated calls, I would say, is oh is, the the his five hundred is top no, tier. No, 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 oh, no, 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 ease up, ease up, ease up, ease up. I know, <laughs> I know the Belmont was on Saturday, but hold is on. it bedtime or not yet? I'm saying that I think one of HK's most underrated calls was Tommy's four hundred. Yeah, I think it's I think it was a great HK call. <laughs> that's Do you disagree? Cool, no, I think that's really cool, buddy. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy you revealed that to the world. Um, all right, that's 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 good, Jack. All right, how much more can I extend this? I don't know. Number two. I can't number believe. two. Oh, I thought we were done. I forgot. No, that you was number two, three, pal. You had two more. You had two more. That was yep. number. Good. That was number three. Felt like uh, number one. two. Uh, thing I'm currently most thankful for in Phillies land is that I'm not dead. You know, True. I, I did want to see the Phillies make a playoff run uh, in my life again. And there have been many points where I didn't think it was impossible, but um, I'm thankful to be here. And, uh, you know, I, I'm ready for the uh, the long haul. And number one, James, the single most thing I'm most thankful for in Phillies land right now is that we have ourselves a baseball team for the summer because it was looking like we were about to head towards a possible under 500 season again um, with this baseball team. But... They gave ourselves a summer, and they 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 pulled together. They figured it out. They went on a run, and now it's like, all right, prove to me you're good. I think like the 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 nine game winning streak was to 
get them over 500. They lost today, back to 500. Now it's about go be a good team. Yep. So win um, series. Like it's not about yes. these long. I mean, these long streaks are nice, and you know it'd be nice if the Braves ever lost. But um, you know, it's about winning series. It's about being consistent. It's about you know week after week after week. You know the grind. That's why it's the dog days of summer. So yeah, I'm with you, buddy. I'm excited. This is fun. Um, all right. Speaking of excited, one last uh, shout out. Um, I got a, a a chance to listen to a fair amount of the radio this weekend. Um, had to go make an emergency trip to Target today for a bed skirt because it was tonight is Zoe's first night in her big girl bed. So shout out to Zoe. Crushing it. Went to bed. No problem so far, Jack. So, you know, we're in a good that spot. That is an exciting move, by the way. Like oh, going from yeah, little bed to big bed. Now, I uh, went from little bed. Excited. She's I went from excited. I went from little bed to bunk bed, even though I was an only child. But just in case I had friends over, I had a bunk bed, and and Love then it. I went to then, and great. then I went to big bed. The big bed, the first night, it's like wow, I really am an adult now. Yeah, she's loving it. It's a very very cool thing. Um, but I got to listen to a lot of radio, and and I think the guys they brought in this year, you know, Born and and Durbin and Kratz and um and Stocker have done a great job, but. Man, like Scott and Allie are just so good together. It's just so nice to hear them. Like they just, it just works. So shout out to those guys. They're they're the best. And it was nice to you know get an opportunity to catch them when there are you know less opportunities um, to catch them. So well, I just brand, shout out brand brand new take to end the podcast with Scott and Allie. Very hey, good together. You know what? You know what? They're so good that I don't care. I'll say it. I'll say it over and over again. I at least once a year I need to say it. All right. You got any final thoughts? Can we go? Are you just gonna rip me and extend this? Are you gonna do the oh one more thing? It's like my daughter. Like Zoe will be like, Oh, I gotta go. She'll be like, uh, I need something else. I'll be like, what do you need? She'll be like, Well, um I'm like, you don't need anything. Anyway, go ahead. What do you got? You have a final thought? I got nothing, man. I think you just wrapped up my thoughts in your little Zoe rant. Um, I'll make sure I replay that rant uh, for Zoe Love it. as she gets older please, so please. she can know how little you appreciate her I wanting appreciate to be around that. her father. I appreciate that, buddy. It's good. Yes, that's that's the takeaway from that. Uh, my final thought is, again, thank you to everyone who came out for Iowa tonight. It was really a thrill, and we had the best time, and we're looking forward to the next one and whatever else we have planned, so we will uh, let you know as it all happens, and we'll definitely give more time uh, notice for the next one, too. So um, let's uh, let's go win the most important game of the season. Is it just the season, or is it like the most important game in years since you have more oh, confidence? Since the, since the Astros Love series it. 2012. Love it. Yep. All right, so the most important game since 2012. Tonight, uh, tomorrow night, tonight for a lot of people listening to this, that'll be very exciting. And we'll oh, hold on. Actually, yeah, I do have I do have one final thought really quick. I did. Have you noticed how intense that uh, Rob Thompson say, says kills it? Like oh, it's, it's great. Oh, it's great. probably my favorite kills thing it. in the history kills of sports. Yeah. Like he talks about relievers coming in and, and killing it. Oh, dude. Oh, it's it's like that's a baseball guy. So that's my final thought. Total baseball. And he definitely sounds Canadian too, which is hilarious. Oh, uh, when you said that like a boot, I was like, oh, wow. You really uh, it's great. It's great. All right. Uh, beat the Marlins, man. Win the freaking series against the Marlins and certainly win this most important game since 2012 tomorrow. And we'll be back after that. He's for himself. See you later.